Hey, this is the Last Coffee House. We are talking about a pretty chunky book here on the Sam Harris reading list for this episode. But first, I wanted to apologize. I'm not doing an ad. <laughs> but first, I want to apologize for having missed last Thursday. I recorded an entire episode on impeachment, analyzing all the evidence for impeachment and giving my thoughts on it. And I went to edit it, and I was just so bored and annoyed by the topic that I just didn't want to do it. So I just didn't. I, I think it's complete. I don't even think there's enough here for a censure. I think it's complete nonsense. The American people have legitimate interest in knowing whether the vice president of the United States was using his power and the power of the United States to benefit his son. Not only that, but an investigation and the announcement of investigation under most criminal rubrics when it comes to like bribery or something like that would not be considered something of value. But there are so many other reasons this just seems like complete nonsense. They've been trying to get rid of him since day one. They had a whole Russiagate thing. Schiff is going off talking about how elections are invalid now if Trump wins and how he stole the last election without evidence saying this and the whole Democratic Party talking about, you know, abolishing the electoral college and doing everything they can to shut up conservatives on social media and the media being complicit in all this nonsense. And throughout the whole Russia gate, it's just bombshell after bombshell after bombshell and it comes to nothing. And then we run into this and it's bombshell after bombshell after bombshell and it comes to nothing. And one standard that I think is totally reasonable is the standard of what have previous presidents done? What have they done? And if they weren't taken a task or impeached or whatever for the things that they did historically back then, then that's a reasonable line to suggest where presidents can go and where they can't go now. And under the standards that have been proffered by this Democratic House, every president would be complicit. Every president you could find many things that they did that benefited their re-election using their own office or resources as executive. There's just so, so little here. There's just nothing there. And we're talking about the most dire thing that our body politic can do is remove the executive from the executive branch. And that's just the first, like the second claim, the obstruction of Congress is just an insane power grab. It's saying that any subpoena that we issue, the judicial branch doesn't have to comment on whether the subpoena is legal or not. If we issue a subpoena, it's gospel and you have to respond to it. No matter what it is, you have to respond to it and provide whatever we're asking for, whether it's documents or testimony. And if you don't, you can be impeached. That's insanity. That's the most ridiculous overstep of power of a branch of our government that I have ever seen. It's, it's complete if people don't understand how subpoenas work the whole point is you send out a subpoena somebody whoever receives the subpoena says okay uh, well this is reasonable and it's related and and it's not in violation of any privileges or anything like that so I'm going to respond to it here you go or I'm going to show up and give testimony on this here I am. If there's any conflict over the meaning of any word in that subpoena or what should be produced and what shouldn't be produced or anything like that, the judicial branch has to figure it out. They have to iron out and figure out, okay, well, uh, you have to produce this or you don't have to produce that. And if you ignore that order, then it's obstruction of justice. Then there's a problem there. Then you can be, all sorts of bad things can happen to you. But legal oversight is required. They call it obstruction of Congress because they can't call it obstruction of justice because no justice was involved. They're just saying that our branch gets to do whatever the hell we want when it comes to subpoenas. If we tell the executive branch to show up today, tomorrow, every day, if we send a subpoena for all of their personal medical records, they have to respond in a way that's going to make us happy or we're going to impeach you. This is unbelievable norm breaking of the sort that I have never seen. Sorry, I started this off thinking I was going to talk about Sapiens by the, on the Sam Harris reading list, uh, which annoys that I don't like this book. <laughs> it's, it's really well reviewed by lay people 
and it's just as I'm going through it, it it was such a waste of time to read I'm sorry to say I'm very sorry to say I was looking forward to it it was recommended to me and it was on the list so I was looking forward to it I was hoping it was going to have some good stuff but it didn't anyway but I'm just going to do whatever I'm just going to do impeachment I'm going to throw away my other episode and just do impeachment I don't care but the second it charge is just absolute insanity I mean abuse of power is already vague and ridiculous enough especially when talking about removing a sitting president obstruction of Congress is just a pure power grab it's insane that anybody in the media that anybody who's just a casual viewer of CNN or MSNBC I don't care if it's Rachel Maddow there's no way that anybody should be accepting this and say no that's perfectly fine create this standard and have this kind of a complete ridiculous imbalance it's not even an excuse to not understand how subpoenas work or not be in the legal field or anything like that it's on its face you should be able to logically put together that oh well you know if they could just subpoena whatever they wanted whenever they wanted in whatever manner they wanted there was no judicial oversight then they could abuse the hell out of that power they would be able to just do it all the time and they'd ask for absolutely everything and they could just say give me absolutely all this stuff about uh, this and that and that you can't produce it okay well now we're getting rid of you no matter what it is that's pure insanity just like i said subpoenas when something comes in you have to figure out if somebody asks for i mean somebody could just ask a third party who has nothing to do with a, a case and just say i'm subpoenaing all of your medical records give me all your medical records and they say oh well no i you know those are private those are personal what do you need them for and they say oh obstruction you're obstructing you don't get to do that you need a court order you need somebody to defy a court order to be able to say obstruction that's why they call it obstruction of congress it's it's completely insane i i can't believe it and i see these headlines from these news organizations quote news organizations that are ridiculous and don't care one iota about what this means for the future of our democratic republic uh, they don't care at all what this actually looks like and how this could obviously be used for every president from now on and the new york times editorial staff there's no way everybody in the new york times there's no there's no way they're all that partisan and that stupid that they would agree to that this is sufficient to remove a sitting president of the united states there's no way there has got to be a groundswell of real journalists who are fighting against this partisan nonsense and saying this is not right this is completely wrong we can have our own opinion page but we really can't be taking stances like this that are so ridiculous and so inimical to the balance of power in our republic there's and we're just completely shirking our duty as fourth estate it's got to be happening there's there has to be a cadre at all these different major newspaper papers whether it's the washington post the new york times or the atlantic or whatever there has to be a cadre that's just saying that are we the baddies uh, like what is that gonna come what is that gonna come about there's got to be some kind of a grassroots pushback against all this nonsense just it's so frustrating it's so unbelievably frustrating and obviously they, they dropped you know bribery and extortion just completely dropped because they didn't have anywhere near the elements for that there's no way they'd be able to show intent there's no way that they'd be able to show value there's i mean it would just be nonsense so instead they just make up their own and and leave it at that as i said the worst thing here is the norm breaking it's militarizing and i hate using these buzz terms now that are just in the modern parlance that tries to equate speech and violence but it's militarizing the whole idea of impeachment it, from a political perspective it's saying that i can politically use this as a weapon now and i'm perfectly happy perfectly fine with people criticizing the republican party for impeachment of bill clinton if they believe that that was completely invalid obviously as far as i understand it, he lied under oath and that's that's questionable conduct i think you would have to take into account like the degree of harm that issued from the lie you know if he's just lying about what happened with the cankle girl and i don't think that is of much consequence to the safety and security and execution of his responsibilities when it comes to the United States. 
so <laughs> it's not great it's icky <laughs> it's uh it's certainly morally wrong and it makes you question everything that's going to come out of his mouth thereafter to some degree obviously it's a category it's a category of sexual impropriety is probably going to be a separate category from national security you know it's, it's just going to be a, a different situation people can criticize that sure and they can claim that, that was a, a norm-breaking issue at the time and, and that's that's fine but that doesn't make it right now and this is way less i mean this is way less then this was a, a standard phone call. President Trump's suspicion of Ukraine because of that political article that came out that talked about how Obama had met with Ukraine officials and asked for dirt on Paul Manafort and Donald Trump. And he's worried about the FBI spying on his campaign and all the FISA warrants now that's coming out that absolute, again, it's trying to be buried. It's completely insane. It was deliberately falsified to try to get more evidence. This is the kind of thing that, I mean, this is the worst thing that you can do as a lawyer, <laughs> falsify evidence. It's one thing to like bastardize what the evidence actually says. It's another thing to deliberately falsify evidence and then base a warrant on that falsified evidence. That's absolutely wrong. And anybody who was willing to do that should be subject to the most serious consequences that are available. And stuff came out about, you know, Obama falsifying. How is that not inured to his benefit? When Obama was falsifying what was going on in Afghanistan, is that could that have helped his reelection campaign? Could that benefit have, have inured to his party? And so therefore he should have been impeached for it or is this what presidents do i mean it's really annoying it's something that it's like it's the game of politics it's something they have to do just like meeting with ukraine to get dirt on trump and paul manafort it's it's icky again militarizing again using that word militarizing the irs to specifically target conservative 501c3 and nonprofit corporations giving special beneficial deferments when it came to obamacare to nancy pelosi's district and democratic districts i mean all those things uh, how are the how are those things not benefits to his party, benefits to him for re-election and, and things that he's doing to shore up his security and, and his party's security? How are those things not the same in the same cast? Presidents have to do these things. These are, are part of the icky business that is politics. And when they happen, there should be news stories and they should be criticized and all that stuff should be brought up if when they're on the election trail. But impeachment is the most dire thing that people can do, that our system can do impeachment is the most dire thing that it can do and it's treated flippantly it's it was something that it has been many democratic congress people have talked about impeachment since the day he was elected since the day he got in the office they're like impeachment impeachment and now they're talking about how even if this one doesn't work we can just keep impeaching him we can impeach him every day for everything no matter what he does let's keep impeaching does this sound like people who are reluctantly like the reluctant hero coming to the defense of the american people when they think something is really really wrong of course not. This sounds like complete partisan hackery. And then you've got, I mean, one of the worst things about this whole process, and I can't remember who pointed it out. It might have been Ben Shapiro, but he pointed out how Democrats have not accepted the result of an election since like the 1980s. When it came to Bush v. Gore, that had to go to the Supreme Court, and then they said, oh, well, we don't we don't accept it. He, he's not the president. We don't. That's a completely invalid election, and they're all mad about that. And then when he won after that, we don't accept it. It's a completely invalid election. When Trump wins, we don't accept it. It's a completely invalid election. And now Schiff is already talking, even though it has nothing to do with impeachment, it shouldn't have a damn thing to do with impeachment at all. What's going to happen in the next election? He's talking about how if if he doesn't get 
impeached, then he's going to steal the next election. Steal the entire election by virtue of what? All this evidence that you have about all the misconduct that he's he's doing to sway an election in his favor because it's just that easy to do that. The 50,000 views of Russian propaganda on Facebook that is a fraction of the views that, you know, PewDiePie gets in a minute. <laughs> And, and now suddenly that's swaying an election? Come on. That's the whole thing is that there's this idea that's being sold that now elections are so illegitimate. If a Democrat doesn't win, the election is completely illegitimate. That's what the, the thing that's being sold now. Ever since Donald Trump got elected and Russia Gate, now Ukraine Gate, and, and now anticipating 2020 and saying that if Donald Trump gets elected, it's completely illegitimate. This is what's undermining our system. And when people are anticipatorily saying that an election is rigged and we have to remove the president of the United States because the election is rigged and we don't have the time to go through actual legitimate legal channels or do a real investigation because then he might get elected again and rig the election in 2020. This is a political hijacking of the system. This isn't two mutual parties who are trying to work within a system to do what's best for the country. This is a political party that's doing everything it can to maintain power and increase the power that it has. I just, I don't want to do, I don't want, I want to be on equal terms that we're talking about about the merits of a given political argument or political idea or investigation or not investigation or whether Biden did something wrong or didn't do something wrong or whatever the hell. Uh, we need to be on an even playing field that we're talking about this stuff. But the whole media circus and all these Democrats that just are flying off the handle and don't have any sense of propriety or respect for our system or anything like that. They're just trying to get the immediate benefit of getting rid of this president. The immediate benefit. And it's bad. It's really bad. It's, I mean, it's the worst thing that I could imagine to just completely undermine not only our Bill of Rights and talking about how the First Amendment should be abrogated and the Second Amendment should be repealed or, or otherwise changed in some way, and but also talk about just the foundational things like the Electoral College, like respecting, begrudgingly respecting the results of an election, like not using political tools with malice. I mean, all those things used to be core principles of the way that our system worked, and now they're just falling by the wayside because a childish party is flailing trying to get whatever it can right now it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous and you know because they they aren't advocate or they aren't standing on the positions of their political candidates and the performance of their political candidates and, and the hope that one of them is gonna pull out a 2020 win they're not standing on that because they know it's absolutely horrendous they know the media darling of elizabeth warren has just tanked now in the polls because she's not likable she's not not charismatic she has terrible ideas and some of the ideas would be not just terrible but apocalyptic and would drastically change the nature of our body politic and our economy and uh, the way that we govern everything else and she lies like crazy she's had at least three lies that i <laughs> I can remember that she was trying to gain victim points with. She's just, give me some victim points. Come on. I, I, I'm good for it. Just give me some victim points. Like, at least Bernie Sanders, he's, as I've said before, he's ridiculous and all of his ideas are terrible, but he's honest about it that, yeah, your, your taxes are going to, you're going to pay like a fifth more of your income. <laughs> to be able to get the things done that I want to get done. Oh, God, such bad ideas. Just spend our way into oblivion. Oh my gosh. Uh, but they just know that all these candidates, I mean, the only one who seems normal now is Pete Buttigieg, but really he has a bunch of terrible ideas too. Yang's likable, but he had his Yang bang that was really weird.
weird. And still, I mean, there are so many bad things about just giving everybody a thousand dollars a month. Like that's just going to solve the problems and not just move the goalposts when it comes to expenses. Then you got the very likable Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> I like her a lot. And she has a much better, much more quality ideas. And then Biden, you know, the cadaverous safe candidate sipping on his embalming fluid. I mean, then you've got Biden and he's just the, <laughs> the biggest gaffe machine in the history of presidential elections. <laughs> he's just so, he says the weirdest things I've ever heard a presidential candidate say. And that's, I mean, there have been some weird presidential candidates, but he says the weirdest things that just don't even make sense. Most of the time, there's something that's a gaffe that you're like, I kind of see what they were trying to say. <laughs> I just don't even know where his brain's going half the time. Uh, we're going to find out it's it's like a just some some like college kids. It's like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> just making them talk pretend to be part of a secret service oh it's so ridiculous anyway that's just whatever i just want to rant about it. i wasn't going to do it. i was going to talk about sapiens but i'll have to do that next one i read a couple other books too uh almost done with the third one those are going to be coming up i already did on the road right so i'm finishing up emily dickinson's poems body of work god i i'm trying to be in in a happier <laughs> mood because i'm so frustrated by everything this is i'm so frustrated i can't even begin to get across it's just a short episode like this i can't even begin to get across how many things are frustrating about where the politics are going right now anyway i hope i hope all is well please uh, like subscribe listen to this one listen to old ones if you're interested in them i particularly love the book ones because the book ones are timeless <laughs> <laughs> and you get to hear my authoritative voice over and over again. So that's that's pleasant. Keep it growing. Uh, we're going to expand to some new social media option or like video platform options. But I know uh, Dave Rubin, he came out with a, a new platform. So I'm going to check that one out. And then Jordan Peterson actually is coming. He came out with it's not like it's on a rolling basis right now. It's supposed to be expanded within the next six to eight weeks. As far as, far as I know, it's, it's going to be expanded more. And we're going to try to get on those platforms early so that we can get a presence on those. I appreciate everybody on any platform who's responded or engaged or anything like that. It's much appreciated. And I appreciate, obviously, anybody who's listening now and trying to figure all this stuff out together. Because <laughs> this is complicated stuff and there are high stakes for figuring it out. And being informed and having humility and acknowledging and advocating that debate and argument, that's the number one. It's the merit in the debate and argument. That's the number one thing that we should be doing not silencing people not asserting things by fiat not saying our ideology must be true and anybody who thinks otherwise is a heretic it's debate you have to be willing to do the actual work of defending your positions so all right thanks bye <laughs>